Welcome to the second part of the interview with Allison and Lauren. For this episode, they're going to talk a little bit about their children and some of the things that they're doing with them. And they will also talk about how they came about getting their children to learn about Jesus. Okay, here we go. Hello, welcome to the Purposeful Parenting Podcast. I'm Harriet Rowe, wife and mother of four adult children, three girls and one boy, all graduates of the United States Military Academy at West Point. Grab a cup of tea or coffee, get cozy, and take in your weekly dose of Purposeful Parenting. Here we go. Okay, I think another thing I'd like to ask you is how, as far as education, how did you see that in in growing up as far as where you are now based on what daddy and I did for you? Was it, did you see us, was it something that was valued in your mind? Did you see education as something that was top of the list? Oh, yeah. I mean, we went to West Point, right? <laughs> and graduated, I right? mean, as far as preparation and, oh, and yeah. was it something that was just, okay, if you get your homework done, it's okay? Or Oh, no. Or was it trying to like, give you, you extra always... experiences, like going to Tuskegee for the summer? To yeah. Just, I always remember you know, Dennis, too. Dennis did, I think. I... <laughs> I know either did I different different, acti- different activities that were that probably mm-hmm. set you up for wanting to do and and see something different. I think just Even living in Belgium in did a lot of that. Mm. Living in going to the international school of Brussels and the trips we did there, just that experience of being there for four and a half years. Uh the friends we made, the and and the education there was taken seriously. You know what I mean? It wasn't like some, you know, easy school to get through. Like I when I think now about the stuff I was doing in fourth grade, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I really, I wanted to write with my little fountain pen. I had like, really, I thought I had nice handwriting. Like I, I just wanted to do well. And when we came home, I just, I remember mommy. I mean, I know we all have our different levels or, um, we all have our different, you, me, Dennis, and Kirsten had different, like, I don't want to say work ethics, but we had our own personalities when it came to getting our homework and stuff down. But I remember always wanting to excel, like, and not in a, not out of fear or anything, but just that I wanted to do well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know, again, going back to you view your childhood through the lens of your, of a child, so you, mm-hmm. maybe things that you had thought of very deliberately you don't as a child you're you're experiencing it you're not thinking Mm -hmm. as an adult like oh this is being specifically planned for me this way um but i think that you know there were some key things that i picked up you know especially around like kind of study habits and things like that and it used to drive me crazy but i find myself repeating it back to colin and owen 
now, you know, when they're going, doing some of their, their homework, um, and that's with daddy saying, you know, work the, you know, work the example problems, like make sure you understand how to, mm. to do the example, open up your textbook and show what the, the textbook said. And now I'm thinking, well, it's probably, he was probably saying that one, because he himself probably didn't know how to answer the question <laughs> and had to like go to the example. Um, but also it's that method of, you know, use use the resources that you have there, like open it up and, and figure it out. Going and asking for additional help. help. Like I or or you know, when you get your paper back, and, and I don't know if this is something that Show I, your I didn't work. pick up when I was younger, but certainly at you know West Point, is if you get your paper back and you got something wrong, figure out what you got wrong and if you don't understand it, go back and ask your teacher, do additional instruction. Um, and I have Colin and Owen and, and Eva even do that. When they get something wrong, they go through and I'm like, work all those problems. And what they found is some of them, the teacher marked wrong yes. and it was actually yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, And so they've gotten points back. And I tell yes. them, take it into your teacher. And it's been some coaxing The hey, go ahead and talk to your teacher and tell her that you got it right. And, and yeah. when she, you know, she look at it. And even one where it was asked for partial credit. Yes. Owen forgot to actually, he worked all the 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 stuff on the side and got the right answer, but he forgot to circle an answer. Mm. So she marked it wrong. She was just looking, you know, probably just going down saying, okay, but the a, right B. answer was next but to the it. right answer is right there. And I said, Oh, and take it in and ask her for partial. Credit. Yeah. And it took him a while. It took about a week for him to actually get up the courage to go and ask her, but she did give partial credit. So I think that being an advocate, like teaching them to be an advocate for their for education. Themselves exactly. That's very good. I know you, I know you mentioned that once when I, there was something, it was Brenner Piper did something. You were like, well, did you tell them to go back and ask the teacher? And because, you know, I was still in the, in like the first grade mode, like, Hey, I, I don't understand what you're asking for. Cause I thought this was right. You know, like me as the parent asking the teacher. Um, so that, I thought it was good advice. And we've been doing that ever since. Mm-hmm. One thing though, I do remember is that you and daddy were very involved in our homework, like in the work that we did or projects that we did. Daddy go out and buy books about like you were talking about Tuskegee or whatever. I remember my AP even before that, my AP history classes and stuff, he'd go out and buy like the Hamiltonian blah, blah, blahs <laughs> or the Jeffersonian Democrats and this and that. And like, I'd have these books that I was able to get information out of. He taught me to like find stuff and highlight and be able to apply that to a paper an essay I had to write. Um, and then mommy, you checking our English and typing some of our stuff up before we even had a computer, <laughs> you know, like, because you could type fast. But that's one thing that, I've, I mean, sometimes it's a little tough when, yeah, when Vince is gone and I'm like trying to manage people, especially when somebody doesn't want to do sit down and do their stuff. I'm like, I get to the point where I'm like, look, you know what you can, I, sometimes I think you have to find a balance. You, maybe sometimes you need to know what it feels like not to have a good grade to be inspired to do better. And I've seen that. Mm. in in a in a certain in a certain case or two where the individual will be like it'll take a little while but then she's like oh oh geez i might have to stay in fourth grade math (laughs) (laughs) and she's she's motivated to get it done herself Mm -hmm. right um but wanting but my desire is to be involved my desire is for somebody to be receptive to me saying hey listen sit down and rework these problems because your teacher told you look she wrote this on the side of your report card she said if you redo your problems, 
I will give you more points. I will give you the points back. Mm -hmm. And it took a little while for that to hit home. And then it was like, oh, I will. And then I'm like, okay, well, now you have to do it neatly. And sometimes I feel like I'm nagging, but sometimes I think it's important Mm -hmm. to inspire that to a point. But then you got to know what it feels like on your own. Yeah, I guess what you're saying is there's a way to be involved because you want to be involved and show them the direction but you don't want to be involved where you are not loosening the rope where they have to. Yeah. Cause yeah. they have to ger- learn some of the stuff. And I also, own. I don't always have the bandwidth. Yeah. I, so. you know, trying to manage all three homework yeah. things or two homework things. Yeah. So I have to be reasonable in that respect too. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I was going to ask you if you ever felt like we were not involved or that we left you alone with the, the work. So I felt that was important to. Yeah, to yeah. No, that. you guys. Are, I felt it. they were always, they were involved yeah. a lot, like I with know. projects. You know, they'd help us get the materials we need. Not you, <laughs> not for you. Because <laughs> I remember helping you with your projects. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember so much of my homework, but I remember making That's that so diorama, cool. that dinosaur. Oh thing yeah, with, with the, Mary Novak. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't remember much of what I did, yeah. but I remember your stuff. Because <laughs> I I remember whenever you all had a book report. I always read all those books that you all had to read. Yeah. Not so much so I could, because I didn't do your work, but as I read it, so you to, could help to, us to tell you what way to go. Um, that was the only way I could do it by reading it. So I know you used to read all the stuff we read for uh-huh. school, like to help us with book reports. But now, like Brennan Piper in the same grade reading the same, like, well, different books. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, Okay, number one, I do most of my reading on Audible. <laughs> and I'm just going to resign myself to the fact, and I sometimes I feel bad, like, they've been reading through all these series of different books, and I haven't read one of them. <laughs> I feel kind of bad. Well, but Mommy read the books that we were assigned. Like, yeah, they yeah, yeah, were reading. assigned. Yeah, and I read okay. Colin's yeah. assigned reading. Okay, they haven't had that yet. Summer, yeah. Uh, and I can remember one time, they haven't really uh, <laughs> Lauren, because you were, you were, really bordering on perfectionism, I think. And I can remember with your English teacher coming back and saying, um, marking up the, marking up the books and your, your writing. And you were, would always be upset by seeing the red marks. And I would say, well, Lauren, look at what he wrote down. And the next time, just make sure you do that. And it was interesting when that was what you decided to to major in the English. English. And now, you know, I could see your writing progressing. It's amazing. Too bad we yeah. don't. Too bad this it isn't is. on video. <laughs> it really is. That made a big difference. Um, <laughs> let me ask you this: a lot of people always ask me, "Was there ever any sibling jealousy?" between the two of you. And in my mind, I always would say, no, I didn't see it. If anything, you all were always cheering each other on. And I remember in soccer, Lauren, when you moved from playing a forward to playing defense, you were running over asking Dennis, your Dennis, her brother, asking him, well, what do you think I should do or what should I? And I saw that a lot, just different things. I never saw any jealousy. Did you all? I was just thinking about something you said about Dennis and Dennis asking Lauren how to run the 100 meter hurdles. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I remember that. What is the strategy? How should I do this? 
Yeah. So I, I never, as the mom, I never saw that. And was there any that you all saw? Did you ever feel any of that? I don't jealousy, but it, sometimes it was like people had their niche. Mm-hmm. And that was like their thing. So like with languages, that was Allison's thing. So it was like, well, I'm not going to be a language. Dennis, you know, animals and kind of the, yeah. So it wasn't jealousy, but it was just kind of like acknowledging people had their, their thing. And it was, I wasn't going to try to become a, yeah. you know, a like linguist. A linguist. Yeah. 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 It was like, I all of a sudden that was not important. And you didn't, <laughs> and you didn't feel that we were trying to push you all in, in any direction, did you? Or did you? Leading the witness. Can we give our let's, own answers? Okay, let's dime out okay. the interviewer. Right. <laughs> this is the good, the bad, the ugly. So did you feel like we were pushing you in any direction? You can answer. I didn't. I didn't. And I didn't feel jealous either. I felt like I wanted that. Like, I'd always, we'd always go to everybody's stuff and cheer everybody on. Like, go get him. Run. Yay. Like, yes, yes. That's my sister. That's my brother. Yeah, I didn't feel like that. Lauren. Um, what was the question? What was the question again? If you, if you felt like we were pushing you in any direction. Or did you feel supported based on on what you wanted to do when you when you were making your decisions for college? That's interesting. Or for anything else. That's interesting you bring up the college decision because I often and I've told people this, I often felt like I was being pushed away from West Point. And and I and and even by who? It never really felt like like that, I remember, yeah. yeah I and remember. I re- I remember talking. You finish this, and I'll tell you because I talked to him um, and tell you what he told me. But I don't know if I was. I'm not a very. I wasn't a very opinionated person. I'm still not a very opinionated person. I say and well. So <laughs> so no, and so it was. It it often felt like I would I would want to go with what was going to be the accepted. You know, not accepted, but what was the path of. I don't want to say least resistance, but what was known. Right. Like I, I remember talking, um, well, yeah, looking at colleges and, you know, I was like, well, what about West Point? And daddy was like, well, let's look at this. How about this? And look, looking at all these other things. And it was almost like, well, he doesn't even want me to go. Okay. Well, all right. That's the feeling that I got. And when I was choosing majors, um, I remember, Saying, well, I kind of would like to do, you know, Eng- English. I, I really like literature. But I went into college thinking, oh, maybe I'll do engineering psychology. Like, that was the thing that I thought was, like, the right decision. Like, the what what was most, like, people would be like, oh, yeah, that's a good, you know, people didn't want you to go and do English and literature. But engineering psychology, that sounds good. And so that's <laughs> what I thought and what I was looking for. And in fact... I chose the school based on that because West Point had an engineering psychology, Navy didn't, mm. and I ended up not even doing anything with it. And so it was almost like I would, I didn't know for myself what I wanted to do, so I try to choose what I thought you guys would be mm. most comfortable with. Yeah. And I, I have to tell you, you came to me and you said, I don't think daddy wants me to go to West Point. Mm. And 
I went to him because I saw what he was doing. He didn't want, he was trying so hard not to, not to influence you. you because he had gone and because Allison had gone. And I told him, I said, you know what? You're trying too hard not to influence her. And Lauren is thinking you're trying to talk her out of going. Mm. And he went, oh, okay. Mm. So, yeah. So how did he adjust course? Like, how did he? I don't remember what did how he, do? he like, okay. adjusted it. <laughs> no, but really. I know, I remember he turned, he did turn around. Because I, I could see. But how did you, how do you go changing. about doing that? Do you remember how he did it? I don't know. Yeah. Probably just easing up on all the on showing all the other options. options, and when she would talk West Point, giving him her more information on West Point instead of because I could see him doing it too. She had asked about West Point. Well, yeah, but these colleges over here have this, this, and this too. Oh, so gotcha. he stopped doing that once I, okay. I mentioned what was like happening. pointed it out. Yeah, yeah. So it was really, really interesting. Okay, uh, let's see. I think the last thing, and it really is not the last thing. It's really the most important thing as far as I'm concerned, and I'm sure you all feel the same way, and that's your your Christianity and how you have uh, led the way with your children on on um, learning more and accepting Jesus and learning about him. Do you want to start with that, Lauren? Sure. Yeah. So I think it, it I think it starts with you know kind of having a, a set pattern, set routine, and so we have a, a church home. We go go to church. You know, you can't decide for your children whether or not they will accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It's a personal choice that they have to make. But you can set up things. You can give them everything that they need and all of the knowledge that they need and all the support they need Mm -hmm. and the environment they need to make that decision for themselves. And so, you know, having a church home, going to church, um, I think also scripture memorization is really important because if they don't ever remember anything, they're going to remember scripture. It's going to pop into their head at some point in their life uh, because they have committed it to memory. So, you know, not, you know, not pressuring, not forcing, but, yeah, you know, sh- putting them in the right environment, modeling that behavior, um, giving them all the tools that they need. They've got, they all have Bibles. They all have, you know, those tangible things that I can provide to them mm-hmm. and, and answering their questions as they have them. Um, and so Colin, a couple of years ago, accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior and was baptized um, and then earlier this year, both Neva and Owen um, both um, accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They haven't been baptized yet, um, but but they're you know they they're thinking about it. They were talking about it, asking and and ask what they needed to do. So yeah. what she said. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think that's a good answer. Like putting the environment. And, oh, just the plug for GT and the Halo Express. Oh, yeah. I was hoping somebody would mention that. Yeah. So we grew up with, um, well, after a while, gosh, I think it was when I started high school. You've, oh, no, no, no. No, it was in Belgium. Rebney. The Rebneys. Yeah, in Belgium. Your son, Lauren's Sunday school teacher introduced them to this, um, this series called GT, Good Tidings and the Halo Express. It's like an angel. It's a fictitious story. And the entire, like, cassette tape at the time was a whole story and every every like chapter well every segment 
was based around a Bible verse and it went with a song. And those songs are so catchy. Um, when we came back to the States, mommy, you bought them well, for one us. for each household for each of the grandkids. No, no, no. You, when we came back to the States, we yeah. got the cassette tapes. Right. But it wasn't for each household because we didn't have a household yet. Oh. Yeah. So okay. you got the cassette tapes. Over time. And we listened to the cassette tapes and we memorized those all like we knew those songs. I still know them inside and out. And then later on, when we started having our own children. Then you bought us the yeah, CDs and, yeah, and the kids know them now. Yeah. And one of them, I don't know if it was Piper or it was one of the grandkids was telling me about them being afraid of something. And I just talked to him about, I said, what do you think one of the verses that you could sing that will remind you about not being afraid. And automatically, whoever it was went right into one of those verses. Into the song. Yeah, yeah. into the song. Okay, well, thanks so much. I'm glad we had the opportunity to uh, to do this. I look forward to getting together with Kirsten and Dennis. and Dennis, too, to see how theirs would change. And I'll close by saying that as as we were raising you all, Daddy and I sort of envisioned having a rope that was on you. And at first, there was like a lot of slack in the rope. And when we saw that you could do a little more, it well, it was tighter. And then it was loosened up a little bit. And then you could do some more. And it was loosened up a little more. And it was always exciting when you did leave and go to whether it was when you went to West Point to get phone calls about challenges or something that might be going on and then hearing how you had dealt with them. Mm. And that was always, that was always rewarding to, to hear that. And I think we said it more than once, but I'll say it now out in the open that we're really, really proud of all of you. And thank you for doing this. It means a lot to me. Thanks. Yay. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, or if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRowe.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then... This is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose.